This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter VI. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Let us begin. Shiza! Shinku Hadouken! This week, we continue our journey through Tears of the Kingdom while also anticipating the coming of Fight Forever. And in our final stage, we give our thoughts on the PS Showcase and wonder, is this the best they had in years? All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live and talktimelive.com i am your host xavier josiah we have a lot to talk about this week in the world of sony and playstation as they presented us their ps showcase and i want to give my thoughts on that we'll do that at the final stage but i do want to take time to talk a little bit more about tears of the kingdom and the coming the finally coming of AEW Fight Forever. Uh, we finally got information on that. So we'll talk about that. And we got some, we got a little bit of a taste, just a taste of what that entails with some recent video gameplay of it, uh, courtesy of Evil Uno and Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed, of course. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but I wanna, you know, go back to my experience <laughs> with Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I'm still playing it. I have not beaten the game yet. Here's the reason. I don't want to beat it yet because I know if I beat this game, it'll be over. So what I'm doing instead, I like, here's my, here was my strategy. If you guys remember, I talked about this last week when I reviewed it, I went through every single major boss battle first, like with low energy to some extent, enough just to beat these guys. And my last one was Ganon, is Ganon right now. So. I'm already there and I'm like, I'm not near where I want to be when I face him. I want it to be, I want to be like super powered up. I want to have everything I need. So it'll be this, this fight will be, you know, good enough. Cause I know the Ganon fights will be double tough to some extent, especially the lower amount of hearts that you have. So it's not like you just have this one fight and it's over. Ganon usually starts with one fight and then he usually evolves or morph into something bigger and you got to face that one too. So you got to be ready for that. So I just been, I haven't been just playing the game. I've been living in it <laughs> like many of you actually have. So I have been going around doing side quests and side adventures and such like that. And I literally just finished the, um, the special adventure, the side adventure with the, with pin who's the like Pelican, you know, character who is a reporter and who are going around find, trying to find out where Zelda has been 
even though I know already where Zelda has been, I know who Zelda is, and I'm not going to spoil that part for people who haven't reached that yet, but there is a, a twist to the Zelda uh, findings, if you will. So, and it's in connection, if you haven't played, if you haven't gotten through that yet, I won't say it, but it's in connection to uh, a McGovern item that you are dying to achieve and get sooner or later. So I'll just leave it at that. But I've just been searching around, been, you know, increasing and, you know, leveling up as much as possible. But, you know, it's just been going through an adventure. And it's like, here's the thing. I go, I, I have a direction where I want to, I want to go in terms of what I want to do. And somehow, some way I get detoured and rerouted to, into something that just takes my attention away from what I originally planned to do. And I end up doing something else. That's how deep and you know, traverse this game has gotten people in. It is so, you could do so much in here. And recently, shout out to uh, our ACMG member, Jenna. They, she posted on our ACMG Facebook group, all these really dope like constructs of, you know, people using their ultra hand to form these different devices and vehicles and everything. It is some awesome vehicles. There's also a website dedicated to actually doing this. Let me see if I can find this up for people who are listening right now and is playing. Cause uh, she put that up there too. Let me see. Here we go. Zelda builds dot GG go in that. That's it. That's the actual web address. Zelda builds as in B U I L D S. And it'll take you to a website that is fully dedicated to showing you how to build these constructs, these ultra awesome, including a pod racer. Okay. Uh, people are really doing this. If you get enough uh, of those, um, those energy batteries, you can really build a lot and use those batteries to, you know, just ride around the entire, you know, open world area. It's just the things that people are discovering to do. And I, I want to believe partially, I, I, you know, and I want to believe Nintendo really thought this through in the, in the creativity of people, but man, I think they might be blowing Nintendo's mind into things that they, that people are just thinking out of their head. But the fact that Nintendo is, has created this world that allows you to, I mean, breath of the wild allowed you to do a lot, but this, this game has done it, has superseded that so much. And not only that you're able to you know, you're on land and your air and you're underground. So you got three different, totally different worlds and areas to, you know, to traverse through and, 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 and travel to. It's just insane. So it's like, you just want to explore it all. And this is one of those games. There's only been two other games that I've had this experience with. One was Breath of the Wild and the other one was Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, where I just felt like, I want to just go everywhere, experience everything, you know, get to know everybody in some cases, um, you know, and, and the more, you know, you level up, the better you are and the more you can survive these areas. So I'm now officially underground because I'm trying to, you know, get more, I'm trying to mine more um, of those energy charges for, to create uh, new more batteries now. So that's where I'm at. Um, I think I got at least like uh, 15, 16, 17 hearts right now with more to come. I got two 
in a quarter circles uh of stamina that i've i've developed so i'm pretty i'm pretty deep in and recently i rode a bear that's right you can ride a bear you can ride actually more than just a horse you can ride a bear you can ride a, a goat or a deer if you could catch them you can there is an actual side mission or side quest that you know gets you to try to do that and in fact i managed to take a picture of it and uh took a picture of me riding a bear i just didn't want to i wanted to ride the biggest beast in the land <laughs> and i posted i posted a, a a screen uh cap of it you know that i took from you know the switch and people are rolling because they didn't realize that you could do this yes you actually can now granted you can't you can't you could tame it but you cannot keep a bear you cannot keep any of the wild animals and they, you can't they won't allow you um you'll also find some skeletal uh horses too that you can't keep because all of the <laughs> all of the uh stables are too freaked out by the sight of these things so you can't keep them not to mention they only you can only ride them at night so that's one thing but one, if you get on one they're very easy to tame um they're very willing to be tamed so that you know it's pretty cool you feel like you get that ghost rider vibe out of it too so uh i also managed to get some you know extra clothing and stuff and here's the kicker I, I i actually lost my helium uh shield at one point i lost it didn't know where it was i couldn't track it again um so i ended up having to luckily i was already in caves and mines so i can get you know gather more gems and money and whatnot and then also i could travel to certain areas where i can know where i could get gems and in money that i can trade and sell and then also i had a ton of food that i could sell too if you sell i mean you know cooking is a major profit it's a really good way to profit i managed to you know make enough food and sell it to get and still had food left over to really cook for my benefit for health purposes to make sure that i actually you know were able to get you know health if need be but i end up making uh able to make uh three over three thousand dollars which allowed me to rebuy the the healing sword now if this happens to you if you happen to break your healing shield um and you or you lost it like i did there is a area and forgive me i forgot the area where to go but there's a side quest uh called mayoral you know where uh, mayoral uh election or something in that nature where you have to do this side quest in order to get the opportunity to rebuy the helium sword and i mean a shield the helium shield is three thousand and once you get it then you will uh actually honestly you could go and you could easily google how to find or how to rebuy the helium shield and it'll pop up with the walkthrough on how to do that so you it'll be no problems for you to do that at all and trust me it is worth it <laughs> because i felt I didn't feel lost because I had a bunch of other really powerful shields, but it's the Helian shield, man. Come on. Can't believe I lost it. I lost it basically because I was fighting a person. I was fighting, not a person. I was fighting a, a, one of the monsters who had uh, electricity, electric, uh, you know, electric powers or whatever like that. And they zapped me. And when you get zapped, like some of your gear gets taken off. And I didn't realize it at the time. So it's the original one possibly maybe still out somewhere or she or the character that i would talk with retrieved it cc is the name of the person that i actually bought it from um cc probably retrieved it and resold it back to me it's possible but nonetheless 
I got it back. And you know what's so great is that I can, and I spoke about this last week, it's just how everybody has their own significant adventure. I, not one person, not any of the 10 million people who bought this game is having the same experience. Everybody is doing something different to get through. If I put on an ACMG Facebook group, like what's your daily journal of Tears of the Kingdom? Everybody's doing something different. Nobody's going the same direction. Nobody's fighting. How you fight these, these monsters and enemies is different. Everybody has a different way of doing it. How you're going through these shrines is different. You know, there are so many ways to do one thing in this game. It is just unbelievable. And you know, when I've thought about all this, I came to the, I came to terms with the idea that Nintendo just Tony Stark the hell out of the game industry with this game. And what I mean by that is that seriously, like they created the arc reactor. That's if you think about it. And I did, I did a meme recently, which you could go check it out on the ACMG Facebook group, but you could also check it out on my Tumblr page as well. Talk time live, go on there and I'll post it on there. So basically I put together a meme because I, this is what I, this is my thoughts about it. And basically, you know, the scene on Iron Man one, when Obadiah Stane is in the lab with the scientists who they're trying to rebuild their own arc reactor and try to, you know, replicate the arc reactor. And basically I put on the meme with a cloud bubble with a comic cloud bubble saying, I need you to develop a game as great as this on our platform. And the scientists now granted the two, you know, I covered the faces with, you know, Obadiah Stane has the Microsoft, you know, logo and the scientist has the Xbox logo. So, you know, put that in your head and the scientist is saying that's impossible, sir. You know, if you watch that scene, it's a very famous scene from Iron Man one. And then Obadiah Stane yells at him and say, and it said this time it says Nintendo made this for a handheld console with less power than ours. And the scientist replies, I'm sorry, we're not Nintendo. So that's, I mean, when, when I thought it, when I played this game, I immediately thought about that scene. And that's exactly how to best describe your experience with this game and wondering how in the holy hell are they doing this? How did they, how were they, now we were all, we were at all before when they built uh, Breath of the Wild, which again was game of the year because it was like, it was a masterpiece at the time where it was like this little box was able to do so much. And it's so funny because you got so many people even back then and now, you know, talking about how crappy the, the, the Switch is, the Switch created this game and you're able to do more things in this game than you can with Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon for um, Zero Dawn. There's so many things that you're able to do in this game that you cannot do in that game. And they have some similarities, but believe it or not, Horizon Forbidden West is limited. It's limited in the things that you could do in the game. Yet it has more power than Breath of the Wild or, or you know, the, the amount of memory capacity that I have for that game is about three times as much as um, Tears of the Kingdom, which I believe if I remember correctly was like around at best like 15 to 19 gigs. Horizon Forbidden West is like, I think two to three times that much. And 
it's it's a stunning open world but truth be told it, you there's so much you can't do climbing freely is just one of those major differences you could climb freely in tears of the kingdom so easily even more now because now they got the frog suit which i got from that um from that side uh, adventure that i went through which gave me the opportunity to use the suit this awesome ninja like climbing frog suit that you can easily climb through slippery rain and such so it's, it's just insane of the stuff that you there's no way and, and trust me we're going to talk about all the awesome games that playstation is coming out with in our final stage but with all that that we're looking forward to it's hard to believe that anything is going to be better than what we're playing right now because i mean i'm i'm i said this a long time ago when this game was going to come out i was going to be religiously invested in this game and that's exactly what happened like you you play games like this and you have to ask yourself why the hell do we need vr like vr there's no point of vr vr the point of vr is to really immerse you into the world into the video game world even more but how can you do that when all you have is first person view and disembodied hands like to me the disembodied hands takes me out of the old experience every game every vr game that i've seen so far most of them i think there's one or two that doesn't have disembodied hands but most of them have disembodied hands and i'm like how does that how does that help that doesn't help me you know immerse you into the world that just acknowledges oh i'm playing a video game i play tears of the kingdom or to that credit i'll give a few others i'll give cyberpunk uh 2077 you know credit for this i'll give uh breath of the wild for this and wild um you know uh witcher 3 wild hunt those are games that tells you you know you can get so involved in the game experience you do not need vr to do it i i don't need a vr at all i'm so into those games alone that what would it with me putting in a but like I just got a new pair of glasses that you know help that help me uh with, that are uh prescribed for reading in blue blocker um you know you know uh capabilities like i don't need to be that close <laughs> to the screen you know a few feet away is fine for me but man I, I tell you what this is uh this is this is just an incredible experience um sooner or later i'm gonna have to end this series because in about a week street fighter six is coming out and it's just going to just go down from there we got street fighter six we got a few other games that are coming out we got fan expo coming by the way next week too so um very much looking forward to that we have oh my god what do we have um uh, final fantasy 16 which was show so shown in the showcase we'll talk about that too um and then aew fight forever the 29th and as we segue to that I am so excited for this game for a lot of reasons. This game, of course, has been met with a lot of acclaim when it was uh, first played in Gamescom in Germany, and it, it received an award of best in show for a reason. We finally got uh, it's finally got the release date uh, thanks to Kenny Omega who announced it recently, and it's finally coming. It's finally here, and courtesy of AEW and uh, on the platform of Mr. Havoc um uh, 83 on youtube we got to see some gameplay some deep gameplay of it and as a person who have played the 
Aki Engine games from back in the day. I am so excited. I am absolutely excited about what I'm about to play because I've played those Aki Engine games before. Now, there's there's been some criticism for people about the look of the game. I'm not concerned with the look of the game. I like the fact that the game looks different from uh, 2K. I don't care about the realism aspect of it. I care about how fun is this game to play as a wrestling game. And if you played the Aki engine from back in the day, then you know that how awesome this game is going to be that it might not at the end of the day, it won't matter how like, you know, this is and those who are talking crap about it are WW hardcore WWE fans or people who've never played those games, any game that involved the Aki engine back in the day. And I'm talking not just virtual pro wrestling too. I'm not just talking uh, no mercy or WrestleMania 2000 or WCW versus the world. I'm talking even like you can't tell me you cannot tell me that you played Def Jam Vendetta and then you you play this like it looks to me like Def, Van, Def Jam Vendetta. That's what kind of it kind of reminds me of. So like I didn't mind the look of the, the game. The visuals of the game is, you know, cool with me. The gameplay was awesome. Now, there was another issue that people don't understand because there's some people actually there's a lot of people who don't travel. There are a lot of people who don't understand what happens in certain situations. So there was some gameplay video, 38 minutes, 37 seconds of gameplay video, uh, you know, courtesy of AEW and, uh, you know, it was hosted by Eva Uno and Orange Cassidy who gave us about like four matches that really kind of demonstrated how this game was going to be. I thought they did really well with it. There was an issue. There was some lag issue. Now the lag issue. If you understand if just for anybody know i have a computer science degree and you know with a focus on web development so i do understand how this how this stuff works in a sense let me tell you this hotel wi-fi is not built for gaming hotel wi-fi is built for business i'm gonna say it again hotel wi-fi just so you guys can understand is not built for gaming. So I don't care if you're traveling to New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con or whatever, and you're at a hotel or whatever like that. Those hotels don't give a crap about your Wi-Fi bandwidth needs. They care about, you know, uh, facilitating you in the best way possible. And Wi-Fi, if you need Wi-Fi, then fine. But you've, what, your Wi-Fi, hotel Wi-Fi is mostly used for, is it has just enough strength to stream if need be, if they don't have, you know, provide the channels that you have. Um, it is used for, you know, just browsing the internet for information. If you're doing, if you're there for a business trip or whatever, that's what it's there for, for you to be able to, you know, get access to that. But gaming, no gaming requires a lot of bandwidth and take note. Every hotel at best minimum has at least like 200 to 500 or more people living in, in, in these, uh, staying in these hotel suites. They got a lot. They, they don't have the server, you know, you know, uh, space and power to, you know, produce that much for gaming. You know, it's just not meant to, it wasn't meant for that. So because Evo Uno and Orange Cassidy were in a hotel, you did get some lag in the game and there were some stupid people who don't understand and don't travel and have never been around anywhere that were 
you know, lack. We're just trying to crap on a game because it lacked. I'm like, dude, they're in a hotel. Anybody who's traveled out into, you know, into, you know, for trips and events and all that stuff and, and you know, go to hotels with their games and all the stuff, know that there's going to be some lag issue. And depending on your hotel, some may have worse than others because they don't have enough bandwidth strength to handle that. Some hotels you go to do, if you got a five-star hotel, maybe they will have better uh, Wi-Fi and bandwidth strength to handle what you needed to do. They better because it's a five-star hotel. But if you're not at a five-star hotel, or best a four-star hotel, your, your, your bandwidth is not going to be that strong. Your Wi-Fi is not going to be that strong. So people need to lay off that because it's from a lack of ignorance on your part that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to throw shade on their experience. If they put on WWE 2K23, they would go through the same thing. It is not a issue involving the game because if they played the game, if they were able to play the game and stream it with offline capabilities, the game will, will process much better, guaranteed. But with that said, the game did do pretty well on its own on some matches. Like there were some matches that were, that they had where it was no lag in there at all. So it did fairly well. So in this video, they were showing us matches involving Orange Cassidy versus MJF for, uh, for the AEW, um, world heavyweight championship there was another one for orange cassidy versus jungle boy there was another one where you had uh hikaru shida versus thunder rosa which was awesome and they did an intergender ma uh, match with Britt baker versus chris jericho yes you will be able to do that uh questions were answered to on another video from um uh, from mr havoc as well and they did say that you're going to be able to design your own arena you're going to have the creative suite is going to be kind of big you know, so it is going to, that's going to be interesting to, uh, to deal, to, uh, deal with. Um, uh, they also explained that the game is a little bit of a, you know, just, they've been working on this game since probably two years, I believe. So this game is kind of a period piece. It's based around the first few years of AEW, which in my opinion was the best few years of AEW so there may be people that you don't see on here at first but they are looking to add more into the game according to Mr. Havoc um they are looking to add more into the game down the line they're going to be adding more modes more stuff like that we did see different versions of the titles in the game uh in game trailers prior to the release date announcement so the video that we saw had Thunder Rosa with the old women's title but we did see the new title in there so they have updated some of the stuff the six-man tag is not on there no nor is um nor is the uh six, uh, the ability to play six man uh tag matches in there at the moment so but again they are all expected to be added on down the line which means because the deal is that they're not trying to make this a yearly thing apparently and i don't mind that I, I, I honestly, I didn't like the idea that 2K does that because it's never different. It's rarely different. Why do it? Like if they're going to make this an ongoing experience, like fine. And just make it a new one sometime years later, that's fine. But, you know, keep adding more to this, add a cage match to it, add six man tag to it, add the six man titles to it. If you could do that, definitely. I will. I would definitely go with that. I'm just want this to play fluidly on 
the Nintendo Switch. They played it on the Xbox here and it was pretty good, but most people are clamoring for the Switch. That matters more. I wished that was my only thing. I was I loved everything I saw. I just wish they were they would play on the Switch. So because I think that would really get people excited and know that okay, now now business is picked up. Because if they can successfully, and I told this to a colleague of mine, if they can successfully port this on a switch they're not only going to make money they're going to they're going to they're sending a huge message to wwe and 2k games like we can we did what you weren't able to do that is a huge accomplishment because the nintendo switch is it, it's it's voided of any you know 3d wrestling game experiences you know, I mean, there are wrestling games on there, but most of them are 2D. I mean, the one of the best wrestling games out on the system right now, arg um, you know, arguably is uh, Retro Mania Wrestling right now in terms of 2D. You, there's Wrestling Empire, but honestly, like I spoke about this before with Sam Valley when he was on the show. And I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of M. Dickey's deal. It, it, it was it's in comparison to what i saw with fight forever and even you know uh ultra pro wrestling like his version is a lazy attempt to, uh, at the aki engine at best i don't want to and I, i'm probably being too harsh by saying that but it's been years he's developed this game and he hasn't found a way to just you know evolve the process i if i knew i would have had if i had the option i would have had so much to i would have added you know try to get somebody to help me out getting a developer that wants to be a part of the project to help out he yes he's done great on his own but now he needs more to develop hell we all could use that <laughs> you know and if you have the ability like he's earned his way in prestige to do it he just got to find you know people to do it he might be hell he might be in my situation right now i could always use help my damn self but it's not it's not as easy i think it's I, I like to believe that it's more easier for him to find help than it is for me to find help. What I'm, what I do. So, you know, what I mean, it's, 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 it's a thing. But this is the first Aki Engine game that we're getting. And yes, Aki, the company, no longer exists since Sophia is the new company. But out of respect, we we're doming the, the Aki Engine experience because that's what it really was. The gentleman. The designer who originally developed the Aki engine is a part of AEW Fight Forever, uh, along with Ukes, and it just looks awesome. The match between every match that they had, they tried to show something a little different um, in there, which was really cool. The I love the AI of the characters because they do things that you would recognize that the actual people do. The MJF versus uh, the Orange Cassidy versus MJF match especially did some things that i thought was absolutely awesome uh when orange cassidy was playing himself and mjf was an ai character they both took turns playing you know the game in one player so you got to see how the the ai responded every time every single time and this is something that you know the past aki engine games have done before they've captured the personalities of each of the real world characters they were based on Every time MGF would, you know, maneuver over Orange Cassidy, he would also do a taunt because that's MGF. That's his characteristic. Also, I like the fact that 
when Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy can at any time put his hands in his pocket and actually pin the his opponent and actually can win just with his hands in his uh, pocket. It's hilarious. The other thing that I thought was great, which I, here's the thing. People had issues with this. I don't mind this was that this is an old school thing that Aki used to do uh, when they first came out with WCW versus the world. They cut the entrances and that's fine. I don't I don't care that much because a lot of times I do kind of, you know, when, when I play 2K 23, I just skip some of the entrances, in my opinion. I mean, that's just me. But what I do like that they added is that everybody that you invite out if you hit a certain amount of buttons you can control the camera where the camera goes when you see the person comes out and you can control the fireworks and the fireworks displays in their entrances i thought that was pretty cool that is pretty awesome what you do so there's a lot that you can do i love the fact of seeing some of the animations in there um that the fact that you could do combos as well very arcadey type of combos in there too your maneuvers were great um i like the reversal system if you played any aki game before that's really kind of the trademark of the aki experience is the awesome you know a, a, a reversal moves and such like that and there's so many ways to reverse <clears throat> oh the other thing that was so great is the the amount of finishers that you can make as well in the game and each character has their own amount of finishers and some have more than others if you create your character you can put in a maximum about like five different finishers five different signature moves in there as well which allows you to switch up you know the way that you play so you won't necessarily play and win the same way all the time or you don't have to by choice which is something that you could do back in when like virtual pro wrestling too because it plays along with the japanese style of gameplay and when you play in japan it, it, Japan never does well I won't say never that's not true Japan has a tendency to try to do a different way to win because they treat it like it's very sports centric so they often say like okay he's not going to use his finisher all the time sometimes he may just have to you know hit a huge lariat to knock a dude out to get the pin you know and it just makes the story more dramatic and you never know when that finisher is going to come out but when they do the finisher that's a wrap you know so they're kind of playing on the japanese style of rules as well so um what uno did not do or what they uno and oc didn't do was like let us see the menus or whatever like that they just specifically want us to see the matches right now and i think you know we got literally over uh literally a month away from that time so i think we're going to see more as time goes by and we're going to get that opportunity to see this so um i thought what i saw from these four matches i i really like you know and the fact that they do look like the, the characters brick baker looks like brick baker um a hikaru shida looks like hikaru shida um everybody looked like their part like just a little bit of just a little bit cartoony in a sense like uh, it gave me um it gave me you know def jam vendetta vibes and i'm okay with that because i love def jam vendetta okay so i am good with this i was i I'm, I'm even more excited now to play this game than i ever have before so you can say all you want about it right now but trust me when you buy the game i think you're going to be impressed with the game i think you're going to love the game and again if it plays on a switch i'm sorry then it's going to be the question it's not going to be about like 
whether you like the game or not, it's going to be, why hasn't WWE or 2K Games been able to successfully do that? Because right now they have an asterisk in their in their franchise in the form of WWE 2K18. Or widely considered the worst game ever to come on a Switch. The most buggiest crashing game ever. There is no excuse for that. Like my experience with that was like PTSD level experience with that. Like I, I was so upset. I think I spent a hundred on that one too. So man, look, here's my fingers crossed. Like I said, I said it before. If, if it's successful on a switch, I will actually opt out to buy it in support on a PS5 as well. Cause I know it's going to play well on a PS5 and I know it's going to play well on the uh, Xbox. PC, I don't know. <laughs> it needs to play on the Switch. It needs to play really good. It needs to look good as well. So, I mean, there's no excuse after we're playing uh, Tears of the Kingdom and how gorgeous that looks and how well that plays. There is uh, Nintendo just reminds you, like, it's not us, it's you. So, if you come up with a crappy game, it's not because of the system, because look what we did with it. We created the arc reactor. You need to know how to build an arc reactor your move so all right folks that's all we're going to do for this segment we're going to take a break come back and we're going to run down everything that went on with the ps showcase and give my thoughts on whether this was the best to date and we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live the final stage of this program and i'm here to give my thoughts on this year's ps showcase which provided us a new look at some games to come as well as some games that we were anticipating now first of all i want to say it's been three years with the playstation 5 i cannot believe this is it felt like it felt like it's still new i feel like it's still because we i feel like we haven't scratched the surface and i think a lot of that has to do it, it basically stems from the pandemic and you know the slowdown of manufacturing and processing and producing these games because of the you know because we were quarantined and everything that was going on back then but we're starting to see growth in the system now so i think this system may last a little bit longer than intended because it's kind of three it, it, it was delayed a lot of these games were delayed for two years 
um, because they were they didn't have the means and resources and ability to go at full blast like they were. So um, now in, in, in terms of the showcase itself, we got to see an hour's worth of games is a whole hour. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot of games to run down and depending on who you are and who you're what you're looking for you're going to rate the game based on that so you know on a showcase i should say so in, in hindsight it's very subjective as to whether what you think of it but for me personally i'm just giving my thoughts because at the end of the day you're going to like it based on games that you're looking for games that interest you and games that you've been anticipating in hopes that you'll get more information on it and if you if you didn't see those games if you weren't interested in the games that they provided if you didn't see the game that you want with more information on it you're going to give it a low grading but if you did see some games that interest you and you did see some games that you know that made that yeah that you were anticipating and it gave you more information on it you're going to rate it high so it's very subjective to that sense it's, it's it, it it plays on a person but i will say i looked up ign and they were talking about it and they were they didn't even they did a poll now i think they said that poll had like over a couple hundred thousand people voting on it and what they and what they provided and they voted on you know they gave a survey based on the rating status of the game and some people started out with you know a status they were grading it per a status and then this s tier status which is like the superseded you know stature to a it started out with a from apparently from what they said with uh, a minority of percentage of it was um you know d's and c's but then at a certain point it all skyrocketed with the majority of it going to s meaning a lot of people really enjoyed and loved what they had to show on there now that's ign's aspect i didn't go to GameSpot or i uh, game informer if, if they even had that type of thing um in their platforms but you know I, you know majority of people on that platform like what they saw and i know there's going to be a, a minority of people that's not going to like it that's okay because it's not going to be for everybody you can't you can't base your views on you can't base your views based on you know or other people's views based on what you like like just because you didn't like it doesn't mean that everybody else has won't like it that's the reality there are some things that I don't like that other people do, and I respect that. That's at the end of the day, that's it's not for me, it's for them. And if they enjoy it, let them enjoy it. That's what it's all about. So, in this aspect, in this for this showcase, for me personally, I thought it was a win. I thought it was a big win. And in fact, I thought it was like one of the best showcases that they did in a while, in quite a while. Um, first of all, the presentation of it was very different from your normal state of play, which I enjoy because I didn't like, I don't normally like their state of plays. Now, recent state of plays have been good and have stepped up, but I like that this, this had a, this showcase had an E3 element to it. Um, you know, they, they showcased a lot of things here. Now I can easily say. I didn't like the showcase because they didn't show things from they didn't show wolverine or um final fantasy um 7 rebirth which that game in particular is scheduled to come out this year of course they're saving it for you know probably another state of play that they're going to be doing whatever um so 
and i know you know we got the chance to see other games as well from insomniac games and particularly the marquee game that they're focused on in this was spider-man 2 and we got a long hefty hearty game trailer and gameplay trailer of this in a form of like over 10 minutes of gameplay footage and in, in, in cinematic scenes and whatnot and the reveal and debut of craven the hunter who is one of the main bad guys in this game along with the debut of the symbiote suit that peter will be wearing and the appearance of harry uh osborne well harry osborne wasn't said it wasn't mentioned i mean he wasn't shown but he was mentioned in here and if you've been following the first few spider-man games um the first spider-man game and miles morales they you know kept mentioning harry osborne throughout and we knew that venom was coming so and he apparently is a part of venom and eddie brock has nothing to do with this at least not yet so well, they didn't reveal whether eddie brock is going to be in the game and if he's in the game that we know sooner or later there's going to be venom in that sense so they could easily change this up and harry could be venom at this point because he he was venom on one of the animated series too so it's not so far off from the truth in that point so we'll see but we gotta we gotta start off with spider-man because it, it just it was the last thing that they showed but we're going to talk about that first it's just that big so we see a guy coming in the jungle and he's talking to somebody else and we discover that is craven and i'm looking at this and i'm like my wife's coming in she's trying to talk to me and i'm looking at this and i'm like I, I, I'm really trying to hear what you're saying, but um, I just realized that this guy may be Craven, and that means we're we're getting into some new Spider-Man 2 things. So we need to hold off on what was going on in your world for just a second or 10 minutes. <laughs> so Craven looks dope. He looks absolutely awesome. I mean, you expect nothing less. The symbiote suit on Spider-Man looks fantastic. So what they did was he has the normal familiar insignia of the black Spider-Man the symbiote suit but they totally designed this suit to look like an actual suit not just a you know him just wearing black but it has some design patterns on there some very symbiotic uh organic you know design patterns on there. It's look awesome what he can do with this suit is scary the fact that he can just the symbiote can just reach out you know if we you've seen the venom movies you've seen what venom is able to do they use elements of that animation style to do what they could do there. We see Spider-Man, AKA Yuri Lowenthal, start to change his demeanor and whatnot in this too. And uh, it's awesome. So you can also switch on to Miles. So you'll be playing both Miles and Spider-Man. Sp look, Spidey, uh, Peter has the symbiote. That doesn't mean Miles doesn't have anything new either. Miles apparently can do some new tricks as well. With his Venom Blast, uh, abilities and his suit which now can uh, give him the ability to glide as well as swing being able to glide through new york the way that he did is going to be a lot of fun oh the stealth you know mode is going to be on here too we now see genki too who's now manning a droid like deal which looks like they took some of vultures uh technology to use this deal so i like the fact that they implemented that and you also get a chance to see Spidey and uh, you know Peter and Miles do some double teaming moves as well. There was a lot of lengthy, very lengthy, a lot of great scenes in here that we got to see. And oh my goodness, this is going to be absolutely excellent. You know, one of my guys at the ACMG Facebook group, 
just he got he jumped at utter excitement and immediately just jumped the gun and said this is game of the year hands down i'm not gonna go that far i am anticipating this this game like i am with a lot of other games this year but i'm telling you um i don't think this is gonna be game of the year i think this is maybe probably gonna be one of the best you know uh comic book based video games to date i think if it had no other competition it will possibly be game of the year but this year 2023 is going to be extremely strong competition out here it still has to compete with final fantasy 16. it will be competing with tears of the kingdom it will be competing hell just for courtesy aspect you're going to be adding both mortal kombat 1 and street fighter 6 in this this is going to be the best year for game competition in years i mean this it's so many heavy hitters out here man and including this other one thank goodness this is not coming out this year but my goodness there was no release date actually no it is coming out this year oh crap <laughs> of all games to be remade is a game that i played that i i, I honestly i i wanted to play this game just to say i beat a game from this franchise and it's not resident evil because i beat resident evil 6 i did the same thing for that i'm not really a big resident evil fan but just out of respect because i respect the genre i wanted to play through it anyway this was another one i had a choice to play one two or three i chose three stupidly because it was the one game that lacked all of the thing it was considered widely the best one uh, a big favorite of everybody else who was fans of this game but it was the one game that like just left you hanging with everything that was made the game so you know fun and awesome that is metal gear solid snake eater they're remaking the game they announced it with this huge awesome trailer with you know uh solid snake looking so awesome as he does now in playstation 5 form and it looked incredible this was one of the big shock it was actually it wasn't a big shocker uh it was leaked sort of kinda but now we got to see what this thing looks like and it just you know in the view of playstation 5 it looks fantastic um i don't they made it seem like this was a playstation exclusive i don't know if it truly is but it is coming and it's coming this fall around the same time spider-man um 2 is coming out because they also said this fall they didn't give it a specific date i don't know if that means like they're waiting to see what games are coming out and who they're going to compete with and if that's the case i don't blame them because we talked about strategic planning in terms of release dates you got to make sure you're not competing with anything else if this is saying the fall you got you got this saying the fall and you have insomniac saying they're coming out this fall but we know they're both coming out this year so i think this could be a stall move i think the game's probably ready as they can ever be but i just think that they're stalling at this point so we'll see about that but it's coming back out i honestly i enjoyed this game but i didn't realize that at the time well i did i did um this is what made solid snake or, or, or metal metal gear solid uh snake eater so great for fans is that you had none of the tech that you had in the previous metal gear games 
and in this place you had to survive in the jungle with no virtually no tech so you're just you're roughing it you're doing which is probably why i can play tears of the kingdom so well now but you're really roughing it you're getting through jungles i mean because part one and you know metal gear solid one and two you had all this awesome tech you know sons of liberty is the one i probably should have really played but um but it was it was this is going to be crazy speaking of those two playstation also announced that the uh, metal gear solid collection volume one which will include Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, and Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, will be coming to the PlayStation 5 this fall. I don't know if they'll be remastered, but honestly, if you play, if you get the new Snake Eater, you don't really need to play the old Snake Eater at this point. But Sons of Liberty was another big favorite. It, it was, I believe that was a game of the year when it came out too. So all three of them were like game of the year worthy games when they came out. So it's going to be, it's, that's going to be heavy. So a lot of Metal Gear fans, uh, Hideo Kojima fans are ecstatic about the coming of this. I am like, me, I'm like, do I want to go through this again? I, you know, the, I, I'm happy that I completed this game and I beat this game, but man, was that a grind? That was an interesting grind that I went through with that one. But the story was awesome. I will say that. So PlayStation also announced some dedicated game uh, streaming device uh, gear that you'll have in the form of two joy-con-esque like um controllers that you'll be able to connect to your phone and be able to use remote play to play on these uh to play your games on your your uh cell phone i don't know if i'm really want to do that now if it's an actual separate screen if it's a separate screen i'm all for it i'll get it i will get this um because you know I don't mind playing i i play i play playstation on my uh on my and that's the other thing reason why i probably won't there's a reason that's that's my pro and con pro i would get this game just you know to play on a smaller deal like i do to switch con i can already do that on my um ipad i'm doing the same thing every once in a while i play on my ipad now the pro is whether this game is going to have a rumble pack feature because the, here's the problem the con playing it on the ipad your rumble features don't uh kick in as strongly as it does when you're playing you know bluetooth on the uh, you know directly from the console so if this controller has rumble capabilities like they do with the other one then yeah that's a big pro so i'm i'm weighing it out at this point as to whether i would you know get this code name project q thing going on the other thing i do actually probably want to get is their airbuds they're coming out with airbuds and i'm like i this is i i'm all for this i am absolutely all for this i want those airbuds i hate the big over you know big airphone type of thing give me airbuds any day all day especially bluetooth i love you know going around with my apple airpods all the time they're just dope i love riding my bike with them they don't they do not come off unless you get into a heavy impact like i did that time when i crashed and burned on a bridge in a forest and one of my airpods fell off the bridge from that point it's the only time but those things really that was like the first generation airpods too and now i got the apple airpod pros and they're just as great too but unless you like heavy impact those things do not fall off um your ear so i am so looking forward to that so i'm keeping my eye on the airpods uh for that or the airbuds 
for those there but that's coming out soon too and then of course they got the um new controller for accessibility which i think is really awesome as well for the you know the hearing impaired or the um seeing impaired if you will um so that's pretty dope so it gives everybody a chance to enjoy the game their way so you know playstation has done a great job on that on that fact um if you're an assassin's creed fan you're getting another one assassin's creed uh, mirage kits uh an october release date it is coming october 12th this year this could be another game of the year deal too um you know first a ps is going to be available in all systems for this one ps5 uh xbox one uh and xbox series xs ps4 and pc so we'll see how this plays and it looks like i've never been into the stealth until like batman of uh, the batman arkham series but and and then you know followed by spider-man but i will say stealth stealth play has evolved greatly to the point and it's more way more enjoyable i think when assassin's creed came out i wasn't a big fan of the stealth play aspect of it because and i, and I think is the thing is too a game for me to enjoy a game with stealth there needs to be a minimal amount of stealth in here like it doesn't have to it needs to be a balance of stealth play i think if they have too much stealth play in this game then it will turn it will turn me off because i'm like I'm, I'm more of a in your face hack and slash like i'm more kratos than i am you know assassin's creed you know i am more just like let's do it let's you know i ain't trying to hide <laughs> let's get it done but i think games like with uh arkham has done you get a little bit of both you can choose to be stealthy or you could choose to just go out there and just beat the living crap out of everybody and that's coming your way same with spider-man you could do the same thing but to spider-man's credit and in in batman arkham's credit it's fun to do stealth because they do it in such a stellar cool way that it makes you look badass doing it i looked at this game and i'm like it's starting to it looks like it's lurk it's funny it's one of the innovators of stealth not the innovator of stealth but it's one of the innovators of stealth and I feel like it's taken some notes from other games, which is crazy because like people were more inspired by this game series than anything. And then they took what they got from there and boom, they made it. They just made it better. So I actually made I've never really honestly played an Assassin's Creed game, at least through not in one because um, I still don't get the just of what it is <laughs> exactly. But I don't mind I, I may you know I'll, I'll see about this one I'll see um here's a game I definitely probably won't play but a lot of people will Island Wake 2 with a release date coming October 17th see again it's been I, never in years now I mean it's been years since we have this amount of heavy hitters coming in one year it's just this is it's one of the best gaming years in a long time absolutely so i mean that's coming we got we got a trailer for that and it's coming october uh 17th with also the remake of the first one i believe as well so this is the long-awaited uh horror sequel which is one of the reasons why i'm not playing this game because i know i don't do horror <laughs> i don't care i i live i lived a horror life i don't want to live it i don't want to play it <laughs> you know just certain games i don't want to play like gta i don't play it because like you know i lived around stuff like that it's like why am i playing why am i glorifying this and playing this give me something that is totally out of this world you know over the top and out of this world just take me away from that reality i don't want to live like I i'm sorry if i'm if i'm in the army 
I don't understand how you want to play a simulator, you know, like Call of Duty and all this stuff and want to like, I don't want to be like, again, then I, I'm not a military person. I don't know how they condition you to get into all that, but you know, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother situation in itself. I want to get away from that. I want to play something fun. You know, that's just me. That is just, you know, that is just me on a, in a nutshell, but games like this, I know I'm good. <laughs> Games like Final Fantasy 16, on the other hand, that's a whole other thing. So, of course, we got a release date. It's coming out next month, June 22nd. I'm gonna get my hands on that. I already pre-ordered it. I'm ready to play this thing. This looks absolutely fantastic. This could be a hot. This is guaranteed. This is just some games that you just know that's gonna be a guaranteed game of the year, you know, contender. This is gonna be in the category for game of the year. I guarantee you. I will if you've been playing games for years and you know how square enix uh go, you know well they don't come out with a game they don't come out with a, just a game they come out with a hit game and they don't come out with a hit game until it's absolutely ready so when this game comes out you best believe we're going to be talking about clive a lot when this game comes out on june 22nd so this is a great time for that game to come out because it'll give us enough time to enjoy tears of the kingdom and every other game that's coming out to this point and then there and ah uh, just absolutely fantastic the bigger surprise, and there's fans of this too, Dragon's Dogma 2. Very surprised. Capcom is coming out with a sequel to this uh, called Classic, and um, it was, it's was it been announced with a new trailer. It is being developed uh, in the uh, Resident Evil engine as well. The uh, Now, I, I saw the original Dragon Dogma. I also watched the animated series, which I wasn't too, or the movie, I wasn't too thrilled with it. Wasn't really into this game either when I saw it, and you could buy it on the eShop right now. It looked visually, it, it didn't look visually uh, pleasing to me in that sense, but I heard the game was really good. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm. it's only a few medieval type of games that I'm gonna get my hands on and, and enjoy. This was not one of them. Uh, I just, I left it alone on that note, but you know, for fans of this series, the sequel, visually looks great uh, there's a lot to look forward to yes there's a dragon in there of course and um you know it's, it's definitely coming out soon no release date for that but uh, it's this is probably going to be a 2024 game as well so uh bungie also announced their new game called marathon which is coming out as well uh this is a pvp type of experience so uh, take it for what you got you know this looks like live service you guys have at it have fun we get to, uh, we also get a look at what I call probably, if not one of the best games of the year, it's going to be one of my favorite games this year. That is Street Fighter VI. I think it might be a tie between that and Mortal Kombat, to be honest. But um, we got to see a close, uh, you know, a new look at the story aspect and how involved your, you know, your avatar or created character is going to be in this game. And I like where this is going. I, I We got a snippet of it when we played the demo. It was just a little bit. It was just a taste because the, what they showed on this trailer, I am so looking forward to. Um, it looks fantastic. It looks awesome. I am eagerly awaiting to play this game. And um, man, I've just, just fantastic. This is going to be the ultimate fighting game experience, in my opinion. Uh, I think Mortal Kombat will bring it too, but I don't know what they're bringing. But being able to create your own character and immerse yourself in one of the greatest fighting game franchises ever and, be, and connect with some of the greatest fighting characters of all time 
it's a can't miss type of situation like we wanted capcom to really bring it i mean remember the years when it came out with street fighter 4 and i remember talking about this with um with chamba in our interview you know we wanted them to to do this this is the the street fighter experience we've been waiting for they've evolved slowly but surely because they were coming out with the same stuff especially when it came to marvel versus capcom it was it was a little bit too shallow and then they started adding the storyline element to it and he you know it's just gotten better and better i look i actually enjoyed the shadow falls when it came out and i enjoyed street fighter during the first year second year of it before they started adding all this other robust stuff and they try to make it an ongoing experience i think they learned a lot from that and i think through this game they're going to do what they some of what they did before but tweak it to make it a better game and so far this just just playing it the beta and playing the you know the demo i am so eagerly waiting for this game to come out uh, it's the it's the street fighter experience it's the fighting game experience i've been waiting forever you know you know this is i feel like this is going to be every combination of street fighter games that they ever made brought together and that's including um ex plus alpha that is including even the spinoff games like you know project justice and all that stuff seeing you know all those elements are just coming to be combined into street fighter 6 i can't wait this is awesome and on top of that we get awesome commentary as well we also get uh a new game in the form of uh jade raven uh raymond's haven which is uh it looks like it's a i believe this was a uh, first person shooter was it not um it's called fair's game uh fair games and they show a character of um a woman of color in there really awesome looking badass looking and looks like it's going to be some form of a, a game where you're going to be doing a, a heist if you will and it looks like it's going to be interesting it looks pretty cool didn't give a release date for it i, I got a feeling this is going to be a 2024 type of thing the talus principle 2 is also coming this year didn't give a release date but it will be available on not only ps5 but also xbox series xs and pc this year so you'll be able to get your hands on that. This is the, uh, what they call a philosophical theme uh, game where it involves environments and mind bending challenges and whatnot from there. Now, for those who don't own a Nintendo Switch, but have seen all the fun that people have been having with Splatoon, there is an, a, a Splatoon equivalent in here in the form of Foamsters, Foamstars, I should say, by Square Enix. Now. For me, I was not a fan of Splatoon. I didn't, again, I, I, not to say that Splatoon wasn't fun. I didn't play the game. I wasn't, I didn't have any interest in playing the game. It looked a little bit too kiddish for me too. I didn't like the character design of it, the visual design of it. And the fact that you're just, you know, looks like you're just shooting slime at people. I'm like, okay, now I'm good. This one, however, done by Square Enix, I think maybe something up my alley because one their character design is awesome looking two you're going to be shooting bubbles and foam about everybody and other things too i think there's champagne uh, guns and well you're going to be around these all these different things it's very splatoon related but the character design kind of reminds you of um overwatch too so it has all of those elements as well so this i may be i may want to involve myself too i i, I just the overall presentation of it looks really well. Um, my only concern is whether this game will be 
a live service game or a standalone single player multiplayer experience and i hope it is i hope it's not going to be online reliance i hope it's not going to be live service i just want this game to be a lot of fun because you don't need those televisions and if you do that just means whether you need the money or you just trying to get every bit of money out of us i'm hoping square enix doesn't do this because i feel like if square enix do this this is kind of be to me it would tarnish their their, their name and integrity that i've known to love for so many years just make a fun game if, if this game is an offline experience with some online play but not live service play i'm in i am so in on this and it's coming out for the playstation 5 and playstation 4 as well uh some indie games look uh to look forward to the plucky square uh was announced as well this looks like a really cute you know child hand-drawn type of experience i think it's a 2d uh scrolling experience as well so um that is scheduled to come out didn't say a release date for that as well okay this next game i'm going to mention now i'm a little worried because of my experience with woe long <laughs> or long woe no it was woe long um i'm a little skeptical because as much as i semi semi enjoyed that game i hated the fact of how hard it was and the souls it was this game which looks absolutely fantastic. It looks just as awesome as that as as well on. Um, I'm hoping that this game gives you a much better, fun, welcoming experience than what that other game has done. Phantom Blade Zero looks utterly fantastic. It looks like my type of game, my type of game that I want to play. It's a hack and slash RPG action rpg set in a phantom world and it involves a lot of martial arts uh chinese kung fu with a steampunk type of theme uh with it as well um you get a lot of sword combat a lot of martial arts combat some open like some semi-open world or open zone type of aspect as well with my experience on that previous game that i mentioned I need to make sure that this is not a Dark Souls inspired or Elden Ring inspired game because if it is, I'm not buying this. I want I want way less Dark Souls and way more Ghost of Tsushima. If I get Ghost of Tsushima in this game, I'm all in. But if not, because I didn't know that that, that, that last game was going to be a Dark Souls style game and it was going to be extremely aggressive and extremely hard and extremely unenjoyable to play like if there's a story in it like allow people to want to just experience the story don't force people to you know want to play like i'll never probably play that will long game again i honestly i probably will not ever play that game again um fallen will long find it final fallen dynasty is a beautifully gorgeous game and maybe if i find out that they add a patch in there or, or update in there where they do make it a little bit more enjoyable to play then maybe i'll jump back in but i just didn't i tried to enjoy that experience i just did not um at the end of the day and i was fairly disappointed because yeah if I, you could, if there are going to be people that want to be challenged but there's people who just want to enjoy the game's experience so i don't necessarily believe that that game is going to be remembered by everybody you know and it can you know it, I, it, I i'd be surprised if that even gets any type of award category 
especially compared to what has come out this year, you know? So we'll see about that. But I'm keeping my eye on this. This game looks phenomenal. The sword play, the it reminds it has a Batman Arkham combat style element to it. That is pretty awesome. I'm hoping that this game is is fun. I'm hoping that this game is going to be fun because if it is, I'm all in on it. I'm so all in on it. So we'll see. Um, no release date for that, but uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one as well. This one, not so much. I know people that like this game. I particularly didn't like this game, especially because, you know, this is one of the games I was trying to venture in to see if I was going to get into first person um, games. This game was the, was the one that did not impress me. Ghost Runner 2 has been announced, and I know there are people who love this game because of the fast pace, high, the high speed, fast pace running aspect of it. But my goodness, I, I, I just didn't enjoy this because I'm not a fan of the, the running, the running, the, the fast paced runner experience, but it was revealed today and it is coming out sometime this year. Um, granted visually, it looks awesome. Um, the first one looked awesome. I, you know, there's, you, I will say I will, it will take nothing away from me. What I liked about the first game. I mean, visually the first game was really cool and people did like it. I, it just wasn't my cup of tea. It's not to say that the game was bad at all. The game was not bad. I, I suck at these games, so I don't enjoy these games that I suck at, but it doesn't mean it's a bad game overall. It's just my particular, not my particular cup of tea. Um, meanwhile, Arrowhead's Helldivers 2 was also announced as well. Um, this is the sequel to the 2015 game. It is expected to come out to for the PlayStation 5 and PC with no release date revealed as of yet. So stay tuned for that for more on that. Giant Squid also reveals sword of the sea uh an awesome artistic looking uh game as well didn't really understand what this was in terms of story or whatever like that but you're going to be able to do a lot uh snowboarding skateboarding hoverboarding all those type of things while fighting enemies throughout the uh terrain and the flow of the constant uh waves and sea so there you have it we also got some vr stuff which i honestly i'm gonna honestly say I just fast forwarded the stuff because I'm not anywhere near into the PR stuff. But, you know, Resident Evil 4 remake VR mode. They showed a trailer of that with no disembodied hands. So I was happy about that. So if you're into that, that's fine. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy uh, Help Wanted 2 was announced for uh, to, for a release later on in 2023. No exact date for that, but they claim coming out this year. Grizz creators uh, revealed Neva which is coming in 2024. Uh, I don't know the just of what this game is going to be, but it looks the art style looks pretty uh, cool. It looks pretty dope. I was not expecting to hear anything from this, let alone on a PlayStation platform. I usually hear this on a I usually get this game on uh, the Nintendo Direct uh, showcase, but this is a game near and dear to my heart, mostly because I love the game and I love the person behind it. The person in particular has been on this show twice to talk about the prior prequels to this game. Cat Quest Pirates of the Pura Being is coming next year. It came on with a very familiar looking uh, animation style and character design. And I immediately jumped at it because I now for those of you who don't know or haven't just new to the game, uh, new to this show. I interviewed Desmond Wong, 
who is one of the main creators of cat quest from gentle brothers and he's a very nice guy i had a chance he's been on the show twice not in video but in audio because before i started doing video in 2020 he's been on a show prior to to talk about the first cat quest game and the second cat quest game and those times he was not on so if you're ever looking for that for my interviews with desmond wong you can go into talktomlive.com go into the podcast page type in desmond wong and his interviews will come up i always enjoy having conversations with him the fact and when we talked about this game coming he was taught he we in our last interview we talked about the fact that he was trying to make this a trilogy and you know the, we, we you know the third one is coming in some form or fashion it has finally been revealed that is coming and is scheduled for 2024 which means i'm going to contact my good friend desmond all the way from the other side of this world and we're going to get him back on and i think he's in shanghai or uh singapore i know i think he's in singapore um so i'm gonna get in contact with him and sometime you know closer i think i'm, I'm gonna contact him closer to when uh this game is coming in when he starts showing more gameplay footage of this stuff i will get him on and this time in video form i cannot wait if you have not played cat quest one and two you need to go out of your way and check this out because this is one of the most fun action rpg experiences it's one of the most uniquely fun rpg experiences you could ever have uh just the fact you have this cat character and all the cat puns and if you're a cat you know person you cannot go wrong with this it is so awesome you got to go out of your way and check this out it the first two games are out and it is if you're into action rpgs and zelda like old school action rpgs they take elements from that this time what it looks like that they're adding on is 2d so us uh, 2d side scrolling platforming into this as well which i think is going to be awesome so think zelda legend of zelda 2 in this aspect but the character design is always beautiful the look of it and it looks like they increased even more because now they got an animated opening they've never had an animated opening before that's a good sign of things to come from the gentle brothers and by the way last time we spoke the gentle brothers only consisted of like three or four people that created this awesome game the fact that it's being announced on the place on a playstation showcase tells you the quality and prestige that this game has gained so the fact that they announced this on playstation tells you how good this game the previous games were go out of your way check it out and he go ahead and go to talktimelive.com and check out the interview with desmond wong on air he's just fantastic great guy i am guaranteed determined to get him on in video form i will take no for an answer with him on that i am such a big fan of this game honestly this was the first game this was the first game that i looked and i immediately jumped off my chair in excitement for this because i know I, I, I've enjoyed this game so much. It's just such a great deal. So I'm looking forward to that in 2024. So we also got a game that immediately when you watch it, you immediately think Breath of the Wild. Towers of Aga Saba, I believe it's called, which is a very, it, it's gonna be looked at as a Breath of the Wild clone. I mean, even down to the fact that they're using a, a, a paraglider. I mean, it, it is just uncanny. It is for those who don't have a Breath of the Wild game on, on PlayStation, here you go. Uh, just with a different character and different like, but they literally are using a paraglider much. I mean, you could also say it looks like Horizon, uh, the Horizon series too, but 
you looking at this, you look at the world that they built around this beautiful looking, you know, landscape and open world that they do. It immediately, immediately, immediately makes you think Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom from this point. So, yeah, that's coming out. And um, it's, a, it, I mean, it's heavily influenced. You, it just, they can never deny this. It's so heavily influenced. There was no release date for it, but expected to come, you know, more to come more for that. Uh, Revelant Hill was also announced for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. No release date for that. This is another really kind of artsy-like game uh, that you're going to be able to play. This game that I'm going to mention next, I was totally surprised. And it looked familiar. I thought it was another Genshin Impact game, but I'm like, this game looks awfully familiar. The character design, the anime style looks familiar. And in fact, the minute I found out what it was, I was absolutely excited. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is coming this year this winter for the PlayStation 5, 4, and PC. The last uh, Grand Blue Fantasy game I've played was the fighting game on the PlayStation. And a lot of fun, really enjoyed it, loved the character design. Now we're getting a full open world uh, action RPG experience out of this. This was based on a, uh, on a mobile game at first too, if I'm correct. So now it's being transitioned onto as a fighting game and now even more as a, as a uh you know action rpg so i am very much looking forward to that as well they did also show um final fantasy 16 more footage of that as well so you know it's gonna be a lot of great action rpgs this year this is just great ultros uh which is kind of a metrovania game that's gonna be coming out it looks pretty art arty <laughs> looking colorful art styles and palette uh, color palettes and everything that's in there is coming out uh next year from what i said it's coming out for the playstation 4 playstation 5 and pc um this new game also oh my god this game this game tower of fantasy this was the one that kind of lit me up too woke me up because i looked at this this beautifully animated or i'm sorry anime uh style game looks like another open world sci-fi action rpg game that i am uh, i'm looking forward to this i mean just look absolutely incredible and it looks look like it is expected to there's no release date for it but we're hoping possibly this year maybe 2024 hoda studios is the people behind it it just looks the animation style the anime uh character design just looks incredible the lighting shadowing the um the beautifully saturated color palette um in, in, in color scheme it just looks really awesome and we got you know the, i said the uh pr the p the psvr stuff i mean give them credit they are pretty much promoting their vr stuff but for how long because i i look we talked about the psp and the psv and how much they didn't back this up like they should have we'll see how this goes and see where they go from here from from that so you got a bunch of games that are coming out crossfire sierra squad you got arizona sunshine 2 you got synapse uh which is coming out beat saber resident evil 4 we talked about that briefly and that's that so getting that out of the way um we got firewalks um company named Firefox uh, firewalks with the game concord which is coming out next year for the ps5 and pc this game is another game stay tuned for this i'm gonna definitely invest in this game and possibly review this as well 
it's a third person game it's a third person action game not a shooter game more like an action game immortals of evium which has some very very recognizable celebrity um voices and 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 faces that you're going to recognize in this game there's going to be a part of this um accident I, I, I um wait it's not it, it's not accident it's uh ascendant studios uh gave us a glimpse of this and then what the story entails this is a single player first person magic shooter <laughs> which this is right up molly this is the type of first person experience i want to play i don't want to shoot anybody with a gun i want to use powers i want to have magic i want to be able to zap somebody doing something i that which is why i love um ghostwire tokyo that game really it's one of my favorite you know first person experiences i think this may be my new one this may be my new one indeed this is coming out july 20th so i'll be able to i've played everything that i needed to play throughout that time and i will definitely have that situation going there so um that is a game i'm definitely yeah stay tuned for that i'm definitely going to be playing that as well and i believe is that everything yeah that was everything from there that's everything that they showed again it was an hour's worth of um information which is like longer than any other showcase that i've seen uh i don't think i've seen i think the longest nintendo direct or treehouse that they show was like at least 45 minutes of footage uh, footage i think that was the longest i've seen in that but like a whole hour worth of footage and then on top of that the last 10 minutes was of the spider-man deal i felt like there was a lot of games that i'm looking forward to me personally so again i said it again how you look at this game is based on what you were looking for or what you're interested in if you were expecting to see games that um that you wanted to see that came and gave you more information on it you're gonna love this showcase if you didn't you will not love this showcase me i saw games that i was looking forward to that had more information and, and more you know like spider-man i i'm i'm still questioning whether i'm gonna play metal gear solid but i am happy that fans are getting that i did like the new accessories that they're coming out with um final fantasy 16 which i knew was coming out giving me more information on that street fighter as well uh, i did like the i mean what i loved about it is that they had stuff that i know a lot of cult fans for like people of alan wake and metal gear you know the hideo kojima you know um cult that would love that the alan wake people people who love dragon dogma it was a lot of cult base based you know game you know fanfare in this that it was here so in the new stuff that i like uh like i'm inter i'm very interested in checking out foam stars i'm interested in checking out um phantom blade zero crossing my fingers on that experience <laughs> you know there was some new games that i've never seen before that i was like okay i may want to play this i damn sure was um happy to see cat quest be announced um i'm the towers of uh abasaba i'm a little i'm pretty sure i'm butchering that i'm pretty sure i'm like i'm not gonna be playing it grand blue fantasy relink i was interested in like th there's so many games i felt like i'm gonna be interested i'm gonna be looking forward to playing and reviewing towers of fantasy i i mean i had so i had so many interesting games that um and then immortal of uh avium i had so many games that i was like all right i'm looking forward to checking these games out these also also looking games so for me i felt that this was like a a plus type of deal for me because they haven't had this type of presentation of games lined up in one swoop in a long time this was a e3 level uh showcase 
without E3, unfortunately. So this is what they had to offer. I say I was I was more than satisfied with what they provided here. And um, you know, if if I was up to me, I would have loved to hear more from Insomniac Games regarding Wolverine. But they may be saving that. They put they brought you so much here. They're like they gotta save something for down the line. Uh, that goes for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is also scheduled to come out this year. So cross your fingers. So I am not mad at the idea that I didn't get everything because you just can't. That's realistic. But what they provided was more than enough to satisfy me. So for me, I give this an A plus, you know, uh, showcase for me, like which is more than what I've given to them prior to with the state of plays. Um, they, you know, they stepped up majorly. And now I think we're going to start seeing the power of the PlayStation 5 indefinite. And look, say what you will, but where's the Xbox showcase at? And what are they doing in terms of that? You know, so also, where the hell is that new Naruto game? What? Because that's supposed to come out this year, too. So come on, they need to get with it. Molly put a lot of work in that booth. <laughs> OK, so there you have it, folks. Uh, you know, an enjoyable, enjoyable showcase, in my opinion, and I'm looking forward to checking out way more. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. Speaking of Molly, we're a week away, about a week away, because she will be coming to Philadelphia. We will be chilling. We will be having a lot of fun at Fan Expo Philadelphia. I'm looking forward to attending that event. Uh, I got my camera gear ready. I got everything ready to attend this. Um, looking very much forward to checking this out and seeing who I will, you know, be what footage I get, what cosplayers will be doing this year, see who's going to step it up, see if Fan Expo steps it up this year as well. Uh, we'll check that out there. So with that said, this Sunday, there will be no show. Actually, there probably won't be a show for two weeks, mostly because there may be something next week leading into fan expo maybe i'm still not sure of that yet but we'll find out for sure but um there will be no show this sunday because i'm attending a very special event uh where we're going to be honoring some young black well-deserved black young um let me rephrase that some very well-deserved young black uh, uh academic achievers at an event this year where i'm going to be a, a panelist in and i'm looking forward to this i've you know i'm working with a um a, one of my clients who is a part of this, who put this together on an annual basis and they provide scholarships to these young men who don't get enough recognition. We hear too many things about the bad things that's going on in the neighborhood and the community. We don't get to hear about the guys who are really putting in that work. And we're taking time to honor those people on a Sunday at the uh, Achievers Brunch, if you will. And I'm gonna be a part of this. I'm gonna, you know, work alongside with them, do some panels, get some, you know, photos for them. I actually, uh, rebranded the uh the company uh, the organization as well uh so i've provided a logo and you know worked on their you know webs i'll be working on their website and all this stuff too so um really great event really great cause and a great way to honor folks i wish we had something like that you know when i was around you know but i'm glad i am able to be a part of this and i'm looking forward to checking that out uh, this week so no show this week and then next week will be fan expo and it's it's gonna be crazy i think i will have a show next week but it's gonna be late because also i gotta check out spider-man uh the new spider-man movie so i gotta check that movie out because i won't 
have, I won't be able to, uh, what is the name of that movie? Spider-Verse? No, what's the other one? I forgot the new movie. Um, damn it, I, I forgot. But, um, no, the new movie, um, the new movie that is coming out with the new Spider-Man movie, um, with, with Miles is coming out this week. Uh, next week, during the same around the same time, across the Spider Verse, yeah, it's coming out the same time as um, what day is that? It's coming out around the same time as Fan Expo, so I don't, I won't have any time to do it. Then I probably will have to do it on a Tuesday or whatnot, and then you know talk about everything that happened during the Fan Expo situation as well. So no show for two weeks now that, that may be including select start as well like i there's going to be so much going on and then in the first week of july i will be on break <laughs> i will absolutely be on break because there's so much going on and there's going to be so many games to review in the month of uh, june and then i'm probably gonna there's no doubt i'm going to do a special episode there's probably going to be two special episodes one i'm doing with uh both of them i'm going to be doing with boris um one is probably going to involve because i said that i was going to do this um with the flash new flash movie we're going to be doing that one and then the other one is going to be with uh talking about fight forever so it, we're going to be doing all that that's just that's inevitable so um we're going to stay tuned for all that and much much more so but if you like this episode in every episode of Talk Time Live, you could go to, like I said, TalkTimeLive.com, where you could check out all of our past audio episodes, like the one I mentioned with Desmond Wong from The Gentle Brothers, as we talked about Cat Quest. You can check those two episodes there and stay tuned because there's going to be a new episode, a new interview with him down the line, this time in video, guarantee it. Um, we're going to be checking out that, but you can check out those, go on the search engine, check out those episodes, and then what we do have for our exclusive interviews you could go to our video exclusive uh page and check out all of the video episodes that we have there as well and you can also check out our blog page and i got a new blog entry i'm in i'm working on right now with a new item that i just bought um that marvel fans may actually like uh, and watch fans and marvel fans may actually like too this is a beast i've always wanted to get a watch of this from this company and uh finally got my hands on it so give you my thoughts on what i thought of that too so you can check out all the blog entries i have on air stay tuned because you know fan expo blog entry and, and my review of that this year's show will be on air as well with all the pictures and everything coming from there so stay tuned for that but if you also like this series and you want to follow it you want to subscribe it you can check out where we all pretty much we're everywhere where podcasts are played so you can subscribe and download anywhere from Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, Audible, wherever you, I mean, we're just everywhere at this point. So you could go check it out and keep supporting us. This is actually the 551st episode, you know, all combined. Like this is, this is episode 324 of Select Start, but in combined, if, according to uh, Podbean, because we moved from Lipson to Podbean because Lipson, I think they were either charging too much or they didn't provide enough that we need uh, for this show to do. And and I think Podbean, we moved over there and then um, all of our shows are played on other platforms as well. So when we started with Podbean, up until now, it's like 551 and other platforms. We actually do have like over 100 more episodes that we have 
of the show. So if you can find those episodes, they're there uh, that are archived, archived, if you will. But um, definitely, man, it's just been a blast. Uh, here's the 500 more or whoever till the, you know, till his time. <laughs> We're just going to keep enjoying our favorite fandoms here. So folks, that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.